This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Very good. Well, you know, we've had a, a really nice week weather-wise. It's been fabulous. I mean, I could I could live with this kind of weather all summer long, I would be so happy. You know, I well, the nice thing about it is, it's it's spring-like weather. It's not these. I know we we had a few of those ninety degree, but it's 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 oh. kind of a nice stretch of, like I think this is one of the first years that we really had some nice springish, bordering summer weather, and so it's really nice. I was on my yep. deck today. So I work. My office is in my house, so I just take my my office to my deck during the mm-hmm. um to move my printer with me but anyway um because that's up in my office but i i just do that and it was so i was i just said this morning i was out there and it was such a beautiful breeze and it just it was like this was this is a glorious day today yeah so i was yes. no humidity a nice breeze it was beautiful sunny yep. not too Honey, like the clouds would cover it sometimes. It was perfect. So, well, I um, I went today to a new place that's called um, the Salad Shop. Have you seen that? No, but I know what they are, isn't it? They have you pick whatever what you want, and they put yeah. it all into the container, and you take it. Yeah, yeah. Where is it? Well, it's it's two doors away from where you get. I think you get your nails done there, RMD, the salon on oh, Penn Avenue. Yes, in the 300 of Penn. I forgot. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and I was I finished up an appointment in Scranton, and I had about an hour and 15 minutes that I thought, I want to go someplace to go and get some lunch. And so I was driving through town, and I was going to go to Scanlon's, but then I, I passed this place, and I thought, I want to try this. So I pulled into one of the parking spaces and did my Pango app, and I went in there, and it reminded me of a, a salad shop that was so many years ago. I think it's Iris 
um, I forget last name. I think it's Liebman, and and a partner did one in the old um, Chamber of Commerce building, and it was on the street floor on North Washington Avenue. And I remember when I had. It, I don't know where you are, but I. It, well, yeah, on we're the right there. We're in the old. We're in the old chamber building. On the North Washington Avenue side? Yeah. Okay, well, then maybe it was there. But anyway, it was, uh, my office was in the 100 block of North Washington Avenue in one of those, uh, there's a 12-story building on the corner. And I, every once in a while, it was nice weather, I would walk up there, and I loved the fact that they served the, salads in these bamboo bowls um and and you pick the lettuce you pick all the other stuff and you went through a line and i mean these were what we now call buddha bowls you know the, the size of them was quite big and instead of it being segregated like the buddha bowls are this obviously was all you know tossed and it was ready to go i i swear i could I mean, Meyer would probably have loved it if he didn't know about it, but it was one of those places where you could put whatever you wanted to put in a salad, and it was a big portion. It wasn't a little tiny thing. And that's what I had in my head when I walked into this place today. Not what I got, but it was it was a different experience, but fun. And when we go all year, way- Tell me which year Iris Liebman would have had that place here. Oh, it would have been in the 80s. Okay, I probably was living in Philly then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, this place, you go in all the way to the end, and you come back through, and you have a piece of paper. You pick your lettuce. They circle it. You pick your vegetables and fruits. They circle them. You pick your meats, if you want any, circle them, and then you pick your salad dressing. On the side, light, medium, or heavy. I loved it. So by the time you get through, they they put all this stuff in a big, uh, a big silver bowl, like the kind I've used to make salads. And then they bring it over to, uh, I guess it's a place where you would call it like a chopping board, only it's made out of plastic. And they just have these, uh, I guess they're called the mezzalunas, the things they used to do to use for pizzas. And they're just half um, blades. There's three of them in a row. And they put all of your stuff on this board, and then they keep rolling this stuff back and forth so they chop it. And it's all chopped up, and they put it in a plastic bowl and give it to you, and it's done. And... I love chopped salad. I, I really do. I've always, uh, they used to have something like that on Ruby Tuesday's menus, and I I just love it because you don't have to fight with the food. It's like you just shovel it in, basically. And um, they serve it with a roll, and they also give you, um, you know, a little plastic fork and napkins and whatever. And you can eat inside, or they have, I think, three or four tables outside. And I just loved it. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. And there's so many different. Then I didn't know that they actually have pre-made type things where you can pick the, 
um, Lackawanna Avenue salad or the Penn Avenue salad or the Olive Street salad or whatever, but it's not, they're, they're pre-ordered, so they have all the right. certain components in them. That's mm-hmm. fun, too. You know, and then the thing is, you can either have your salad as a salad in a bowl or, or a wrap. wrap. Right. I was just going to say and that. I thought that was great. Wrap. That was just really nice. I hope they are very successful because yeah, I really been, like that. They've been there for a while now. Not that long, but they've been up and going. It, um, there used to be a, a salad place. I forget the name of it. It was called Salad Something, and it was in uh, every any time when I lived in Philadelphia, I would take a scoot over the bridge and go to over the um, Walt Whitman. No, not Walt Whitman. The other one. <laughs> I love me. I can't ben think of it. Franklin. Ben Franklin. Thank you, my boyfriend. I should know that. Um, um, because if I didn't marry Warren Buffett, I'd like to marry Ben Franklin. But anyway, hmm. um, Ben, we go over, jump on, go to Cherry Hill and go to the Cherry Hill Mall. And in the food court, they had this salad place. And it was the same thing. Pick all your salads. They tossed it, mixed it, chopped it up, and gave you a wheat roll or a white roll. And that was your meal. And a lot of times I would run over and just do that for dinner. And it was great. So um, mm-hmm. I think it was called salad shop or the salad something i can't anyway it, the concept was great and it mm-hmm. was and it was freshly made so it was nice so yeah i hope these stay do yeah. well as well so i yeah, want to tell I, you i loved it so well, i want to say what speaking of loving something um yeah. have you heard or have you watched the first lady uh series no. on showtime Mm-mm. All right, well, you should watch it. They're doing a series, and they flip back and forth, back and forth to three different first ladies. And right now they're doing um, Eleanor Roosevelt, Betty Ford, and Michelle Obama. Okay. So they have all these different people playing, like, um, uh, um, what's her name? Um, How to Get Away with Murder. What's her name? Viola well, I, uh, Davis. Viola yeah. Davis. She plays... Michelle Obama, um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer plays um, Betty, Betty Ford. Ford. Yeah, J- Jillian Anderson plays um, Eleanor Roosevelt. It is, and I'm mm. telling you, I, I now am convinced that Eleanor Roosevelt is still alive and walking around as well as Betty <laughs> Ford. Both of these actresses are so well played. Um, Great. Viola Davis does a nice job too. Some of it's a little, that's a, it's a little hard with that one. Be, only because um, she's an old, like Viola's in her fifties, and Michelle Obama was younger. So they try to make, you know, she's a beautiful woman, um, and yeah. she doesn't look her age. But she, just, it's just a little. The guy who plays Barack's a little younger looking. So anyway. But they, I love it. I love every. They're phenomenal actresses, and it is so. I feel like I've now. They, it's on Sunday night, and it's. Um, I've caught up now. Last night, it's. It's now. I've watched eight of them. Oh, and they are. It is so interesting to know and to see and to understand how people like. I. It, 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 as much as they're all different generations, it's funny how they're all, all as women are fighting for the same 
the same thing. Even yeah. as far back as the 19, 20, late 20s and 30s with Eleanor Roosevelt to the 70s, early 70s with Betty. And now, and then the, you know, 2008 to um, whatever for um, Michelle. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how that whole thing works out. Because you, you have to watch it. It's incredible. It's really well done. And so in each hour, they'll start with um, maybe Eleanor, and then they'll flip to um, uh, Betty, and it goes back to Betty when she was younger, and Eleanor when she was younger, and Michelle when she was little. I mean, it's it's and they say like the fact the stories are true, that but they've taken artistic license with it, and it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so cool to watch that and then they have like certain actual um especially for the obama section they have certain actual news clips of different people who like reported about something that went on and it was there they, they used the actual footage so it's mm-hmm. really really neat and um peterson's watching it too and she said i never knew how involved Betty Ford was with, with the ERA and with breast cancer. She goes, I didn't even know she had breast cancer. I said, oh, my uh, God, yeah. And then yeah. she said in her addictions and then the Betty Ford Clinic. and the, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. And the relationship, and I've always liked him. He, he was always one of my favorites, even though he's a Republican. And he, he, Jerry Ford I always loved. And I don't know why. I know he was only two years and he was never elected to vice presidency or the presidency. But the, I always liked him. And I like him mm-hmm. even more based on what I'm seeing. And I love her. An amazing. And, of course, I've always loved Eleanor Roosevelt, too. And if you could see their relationship and how that played out, it's, 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 Lynn, watch it. It's very, uh, it's opening and how women were treated. And then in the, uh, during the Ford administration, um, um, Rumsfeld and Cheney, I don't know what their roles were then, but they are the two biggest jerks. I, I could go through the I could go through the TV and punch them, and I know they're just acting as, in character. But I can't. It, it makes you think. No wonder you can't stand them. It. They were not. They, you you will feel the same way when you watch it. Okay. Um, and then Michelle uh, Michelle um, Obama's relationship with Rahm Emanuel um, is mm-hmm. it, it's just bizarre how these ladies get treated. Um, yeah. I mean, so you have to watch it. And okay, anyone out I there, it's on at 9 o'clock on Sunday nights, but you can stream it now up to the last show. And I think, yeah, it was number eight last night. So watch them because they were great. Oh, so anyway, we're we'll, have to do some, we'll have to do some binging. Binging, binging this. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. 
Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399. Or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole Denova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Uh, hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadney on of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. You ready for a quiz? No. Okay. Ah, okay. All right. Um, this is called awareness is the first step in gaining, gaining financial freedom. All right. The following questions are based on Oppenheimer Fund's research. It only takes a minute to see how much you know about dealing with money. Number one. These are all... By the way, these are all true and false. Uh, okay, number one, 60%, 60, six zero, 60% of all women end up managing their own finances at some point in their lives. True. Uh, I would think that this is a strange question because the answer actually is false because it's 90%. But... 60% is also true. Well, to me, I thought, I, right. I'm sorry, I was looking at it as it was 60 or above that. You know, so if it's six, I wasn't looking at it as an exact number. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, that's the point. The point is that it's not a, not a very well-worded question because it's okay. not about whether women will be handling their own finances. They certainly will. The question is what percentage and yeah, and I didn't it's like actually, that. Okay. Right. Well, you didn't know, so 90% is actually scary to think about that. But that's because of increasing divorce rates, becoming a widow, and because we live longer. So 
Number two, most women invest their portfolios in investments that are too conservative, true or false? True. That's right. Most women are just too conservative when they invest. And there's a key difference between saving and investing. And a lot of women are good at saving, but they don't invest the money. So we need to get that rearranged. Number three, most stock market investors get wiped out at least once in their lifetime, true or false? Oh, God. Wiped out? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, most, I'll say yes. I don't know if that's true, but I'll go with true. Well, it's false. I mean, most, historically, that's not true. There are periods of decline, but over the last 50 years, the market has shown overall long-term growth. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I mean, if that, your boyfriend, Warren Buffett, will always concur with that and say, you know, you never, never get out because that's when you, you really lose money. That's the time well, when you ought to buy in. Well, I'll have to ask him when we have dinner next week. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I love that idea of how he, uh-huh. he did. He doesn't do dinner. He does lunch. <laughs> lunch is because dinner is at home. Okay, so lunch. Um, he, I forget what the number is this year, but he does that on a lottery basis that... All of his uh, investors can, or anybody, can bid on how much they would be willing to pay to have lunch with him. And then whoever wins, whatever that dollar amount is, he donates it to charity. So, uh, you know, if you're up to 500000 or something, that's fine. Okay, number four, $2,000 is the minimum amount needed to invest in a mutual fund. Uh, I no. You're right. That's false. Uh, you can open a mutual fund, automatic account builder type program for as little as twenty five dollars a month, and that yeah. this is self serving because the people who did this research were the Oppenheimer funds, and they just happen to have a family of mutual funds. So. Okay, take that into account. The truth is, yes, you can do it for $25 a month. Number five, you need about 75% of your pre-retirement income to live comfortably during retirement. True or false? Well, my answer would be false because I'd need 100%. Um, Um. I don't know. I guess it's, I, is that a percentage thing? It's going to be wrong if I say yes because it's 60%. I mean, no, I, is that no, still? no. Okay. The, the, yeah, so, I guess, yeah. True. So it's yep. true for most people. However, I think if you're thinking about that today, that may not necessarily be correct. You probably do need 100%. And the reason okay. is because of the cost of gasoline the cost of inflation on everything, the increase in Medicare, Medicaid-type programs, not Medicaid, Medicare and supplemental, is going up faster than almost anything else that you can imagine. I mean, it's you probably do need 100% in order to make that work. 
I apologize for having a, a local phone call here that we never do. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it, would, it doesn't ring at all during the day, but all of a sudden it has to do that today. It'll turn off now. But anyway. Okay. So, number, oh, number six. If a 45-year-old woman plans to retire at age 60, she can expect to live 21 years in retirement, which is make her 81 true or false yeah, true true uh yeah wait let me just see where i am here yeah that's true according to the national center for health statistics a woman that is 45 who plans to retire at 60 can plan on living for 21 years to age 81 because women live so long good retirement planning can make a very big difference in how comfortably you live your later years. No kidding. Okay. Number seven, between stocks, bonds, and CDs, over the last 30 years, bonds have appreciated the most out of any investment overall. False. Correct. Actually, it's stocks which we just said, you know, over the long term, it's stocks that make it work. Okay, number eight, if a woman can afford to invest only $50 a month, she shouldn't bother. False. Correct. A monthly investment of $50 a month growing at uh, 8% a year would be worth $9,147 in 10 years and $29,450 in 20 years. Now, I say, this is Lynn Evans, CFP, I think that's a crock of hooey. Because really, what is that kind of money going to do for you in 20 years? With inflation... $29,000 in 20 years will buy about $1,000 today. I know, but better than not doing it, at least it's discipline. Well, it is. It is. And I, and I look at it like, well, whatever it is, maybe it'll be the thing that allows you to go on a vacation like you've always wanted to do. Yeah. So in that regard, fine. But it's not going to make a difference in your standard of living. No. God. Okay, and uh, number nine, a 65-year-old woman with an annual income of $50,000 can expect to have 50% of her income being replaced by Social Security. No, false. Correct. It's 30%. So let's just note that, everybody who thinks they're going to make a killing on Social Security, and we have no idea what that's going to look like in a couple of years. But anyway, uh, number 10, and I guess we'll do this like Johnny Carson used to do, the last question, and the audience applauds, uh, a woman's intuitive ability to manage her emotions around money is one of the most important aspects of creating wealth over the long term. True or false? I would say false. Actually, it's true. 
women are far more disciplined to stay in the market when things go south than men. And um, it's actually, uh, it was a, a research by a woman named Cynthia Fick, expert financial planner. I don't know how you get to be an expert financial planner, but it's apparently that means something. So research findings come from the Oppenheimer Women and Investing Quiz, Ibbotson Associates, the National Center of Health Statistics, and a WIFA study group. Well, so, so I got yeah, you did fine. Uh, I think yeah. the questions could have been done a little bit better. But I also wanted to, before we um, we call it a day here, I just wanted to do a shout-out before I forget this. I wanted to say hi to Heidi of Carum Orthodontics. And Heidi is going on a fabulous two-week vacation in a couple weeks to do some things that she's always wanted to do and never allowed herself to take two weeks off So at a time. So yay to Heidi, and I hope she has a wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah, and I want to give a okay. shout-out. Two more. My Go girlfriend, Linda, Linda Chuchio-Fazula, her birthday was the 6th last Friday. And, um, or the third, excuse me. She was 61. She's one of my best friends since third grade. And I said to her, I sent her a note. I said, I remember exactly what you had on when I saw you the day in Miss Melanskis's third grade, grade class when she, at John Marshall, when she walked. I said, I want to be her friend. I remember that feeling. Oh, I remember nice. the and I love her, and she's one of my best friends to this day. So happy birthday, a little bit belated. And I also ran into last week, Evie Rafelko McNulty and I were part of the You Live Here, You Should Know This at for the Historical Society at Montage during the fair. And Evie and I, we won the first round but lost the second round. But anyway, I ran into Linda Kavulich, who was married to Sid Michaels Kavulich, and she came up to me and we were talking about Sid and how much I think of him and miss him. And she, you know, she said, I have to keep going. And anyway, she said, I, I listen to your show as much as I can, Laurie. I just want to let you know I still listen. So anyway, big shout out. To and their daughter is the mayor of Taylor, which I absolutely love. And she, she actually ah. played. Um, she was one of the groups who um, played in the uh, the um, co- the show in the little game show that we, it's a blast. So anyway, hi to the Kavulages. That's all. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think. There was something else. Well, how about your strawberries? <gasps> and then we got to go. Yes, I have. Beautiful strawberries. They made this fabulous um, um, mascarpone cheese and strawberry cake the other day, which was incredible. And I have two huge amounts of strawberries in my refrigerator that I'm going to do things with tomorrow and make a couple Yay. strawberry goodies. And they are they're beautiful. They look great. It is it is it is a huge. It's bountiful to, with the the amount of strawberries we've got out of that out of the garden this year. To the garden, the strawberry. I love it. They're fabulous. So mm-hmm. thanks to Joe Piro for planting them all. And he told me Joni Glover said, "Oh, are you the infamous Joe Piro?" So she <laughs> said she he was thrilled yes. when we talked. But anyway, so yes, that's yes. it. So we are. 
going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Mr. Michael McHale. He's a partner with Barbetti McHale, LLC, Certified Public Accountants. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that devotes... Um, it is devoted specifically to the needs of uh, baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us is Mr. Michael McHale, who is a partner with Barbetti McHale, LLC, certified public accountant at 1421 East Drinker 
Street, and I'm going to say it, my good old Dunmore, Pennsylvania. So, Mike, Lynn, what do we got talking about? Lynn, you had some um, questions you wanted to talk to Mike about, so let him be. Yeah. Okay, Mike, I'm I'm thinking back to a time when I was on a board uh, for a nonprofit, and uh, there were some requests for proposals that went in relative to um, who might be doing the accounting and auditing work for this organization. And I was surprised to learn that in one of the proposals, there was some type of, uh, I'm calling it certification, and that's probably not really the word to use, but there was some distinguishing feature for people who have done excessive amounts of work and experience with nonprofits versus those who do it occasionally. So mm-hmm. would you speak to what that is, what that distinction is, and and why it is an important one to know if you are part of a nonprofit organization? Yes, absolutely, and, and thanks again for having me, guys. Um, to your question, Lynn, it, it, it's it's a good one. It's a very good one, actually, and it uh, unfortunately can't be answered quickly. So, bear with me for a second. The, you know, the, tis, the, tis the season for the nonprofit audit, uh, the typical nonprofit audit. Our firm does uh, a bunch of those, and we actually call this audit seasons in our firm because we have so many of them, and we do stay busy year round, mainly because of these. These audits, but you're you're hitting it, hitting something right on the nose. Uh, most most uh, nonprofit audits, or similarly, the government audits, uh, they're similarly a little bit because of the timing. Not necessarily the the report is different, but nonetheless, on the nonprofits, most nonprofits put out a a request for proposals or uh, request for qualifications, and uh, and they go with the best person, not necessarily the best price, but in most cases, it's dictated by price, but um, a lot of times when you put in these proposals with your pricing, uh, they ask for certain things. And you know, we are, we are, our firm is members of the the, the particular um, um, associations with the AICPA and the PICPA. But I think one of the main things that that I'd like to hit on, and that. Uh, I think you're referring to is the peer review. Uh, peer review is not something that most people um, know about or care about, but uh, it's very, very, very important to our industry, the accounting industry, the auditing industry. And in particular, when the nonprofits put out a request for these proposals, they ask for your peer review letter. And um, it's very important to, to attach those. So what a peer review is, in, in summary, is uh, another firm, another CPA firm, comes in and reviews the work that we do, uh, you know, to, to see how well we're, we're documenting everything, whether it be the risk assessments, uh, all the disclosures, and everything that, that we do that we're doing correctly, and we're up to date in all of our quality control. So the audit that you're getting, they're ensuring that, hey, this firm that's out there that is, is putting in for this proposal, they affirm that it is, uh, you know, it's a good firm. Our firm has always had good opinions on our peer review, and as a matter of fact, 
our peer review is happening this month. Uh, so it's, oh. it's, it's, <laughs> I don't want to say that it's a stressful time because we, we know that we do good work and we know that we, we actually probably do a little bit more work than I don't want to say required, but then we have to because we want to make sure that all of our work is, is well documented and, and make sure that everything that is given out with our, our letterhead on it on behalf of our clients is good. And we want that good reputation in the industry, and then, and we definitely do have that. So, right now, it have three years. Um, so, this is the third year. So, um, this is the first year that I'm going to be with Barbetti McKeel that we're going through it. But I used to be a peer reviewer myself at my prior firm out in New Jersey. So, uh, it, it's a daunting process, believe it or not. It's very time-consuming. It's very detailed what they ask for and what they, they demand and then the AICPA demands some some particular items uh, that they, they want looked at. They want it, uh, you know, done very, very um, you know, detail-oriented. So it's, it's a process for us that not many know about, uh, but it's important. And again, it's important that people know that who are the good firms out there who have a good clean peer review letter and uh, and and when they come to do your audit, you're assured that this firm is actually doing the work uh, at a high level, and we're proud to say that we do that. So, I think that's probably the, what you were referring to, yeah. because it, it it's particular in the nonprofit industry that it's something that they all ask for when when we get into the proposal process that a copy of the peer review letters. So, um, like I said, it's ongoing for us right now. So. Uh, Mike, what about about continuing education credits? So if you are a firm that generally does, uh, I shouldn't say generally, but specifically does a lot of audit work for nonprofits, is there a particular bent that you have to follow in, um, in, in looking up the courses that you would take for your CPEs and uh, things like that, or is it a requirement that you have a certain percentage of your continuing education credits in audit work for nonprofits per se, or is there some other uh, general way you look at that? It doesn't make any difference. Well, it, you know, it, that's, a, that's a great question again. I mean, with CPAs, not many people realize of continuing education courses annually, and we have to have a minimum of 20 hours a year, so we can do 40 every year, Or, but at a minimum, you have to do 20. To your point on specifics that are what in there, there uh, our firm uh, dictates what we do, each one of us are, are doing, uh, concentrated on where our work is, where our clients are. If there's a lot of nonprofit work, the majority of the audit courses uh, we will take are in nonprofit. We are required to take a certain amount of those 80 hours, a certain amount of tax, a certain amount of audit, uh, and believe it or not, there's well, we uh, there's an ethics course that we have to take every two years. Yeah. I believe that came in after Enron, believe it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a good course. It's a boring course, but it's I think it's a four-hour course that we're required to take semi-annually. Uh, so th- there are requirements. Uh, I don't want to uh, bore you with the details of what government audits. If we have to come in and do a what we call a single audit, which the government dictates exactly what they want to look at, what expenses. If they give you a grant uh, over a certain amount of money, you have to have what they call a single audit, where you go in and, and you have specific, specified 
uh, areas and in, in, in items you have to look at to ensure that the money is being properly spent uh, in accordance with the grant itself. So that's actually a separate audit out of the financial statements, but a lot of nonprofits get grants, and uh, a lot of them are required to do that, and that's where the audit a lot of times comes. But back to your point, your CPE, yes, there's requirements that we have to do that. We, we skew a lot of our audit uh, to nonprofits because a lot of our work is in the nonprofit audit field. Um, but we still have to do tax and everything like that. And that's for a CPA. But I can tell you our firm has, there's 15 of us there, uh, including our, our, our support staff, um, and there's nine CPAs, which is unheard of that you have that many. Uh, the, the two, we have two other professionals that are not CPAs. One has 35 years' experience. The other one has 25 years experience. Just chose not to get their CPAs, but, but nonetheless, they have to take the CPE courses, the continuing professional education courses, just like all of us. We all take them together or, you know, you, you take them whatever your, your specialty is, uh, to, to, to keep learning. So it's a good idea, but, but we actually have to have more continuing courses than lawyers do. Um, I, once again, wow. not a lot of people know, know that. I so. didn't know that. It, it, it's a little bit of a pain, but it, it's well worth it. You do you keep up on everything. Things keep changing so quickly. It's uh, it's it's a daunting task to keep up that license. So, yeah, it's interesting you said that because uh, I don't know how many people know that certified financial planners have the same amount of requirements. There's a mm-hmm. two hours ethics course that we have to do semi-annually, and yep. we have to have. Uh, 30, I think it is, 30 credits every two years. Mm, so yeah. it's a good thing because it forces people to stay up to date on information. Yeah. It's so easy for the old stuff in the computer minds, you know, to just stick there. And then all of a sudden you get tripped up on something because they change the tax law, they change whatever, and you didn't know about it. So that stuff is absolutely critical for the profession. Yeah, even yeah. with the real estate, even even our real estate yeah. licenses, we we have to do uh, well fourteen hours, and and some of that, two of that has to be. Um, I don't know if it's two. I shouldn't say that, but the ethics we have to take ethics every single every other year to renew our our license. So you, you, there, I think it's, it's great. Important. And they won't let you renew it without verification. Yeah. So that that's actually a, that's a good thing. That's the same yeah. with us too. You see the. You know, the, the similarities they have. With, we have an ethics, and, you know, like I said, we have 80 hours every two years. So it's it's a little bit daunting, but well worth it. And, uh, and I think in the accounting industry, a lot of times we, um, we, a lot of times in the accounting industry, we do things to, um, to, to just change for change sake. Uh, the audit report and the nonprofits and, and, uh, and, and every audit, as a matter of fact, the audit reports are changing this year. This is probably the third time in my career that they've changed. We do something like this mm-hmm. every couple of years to, to, to make everybody have to redo everything. So, um, you know, keeps everybody on their toes, though, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike where uh, where can people get a hold of you if they need you? Well, again, as as Lori always says, the beginning of the show in good old Dunmore, we are Barbetti McHale LLC. We're at fourteen twenty one East Drinker Street, 
in Dunmore. And our, our phone number is 570-346-2057. Good. Great. Well, Mike, as always, it's a joy to have you. We appreciate um, your sponsorship, your um, uh, guest expert and your sponsorship to us. We, we love your um, knowledge. We thank you. And um, it's always good to know that we have these uh, the caliber of practicing um, accounting that you give to this community, and we're, we're grateful for that. So thank you. And everybody else out there, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy it. We'll t- thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Be nice, and please be safe. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 